0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the 53rd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churo! Hello! And that's it! <laughs> that's it. Uh, we got a bro show! Yay. Another bro show. Brocast. Brocast. Uh, yeah. Haven't had one of those in a while, surprisingly. When was the last one, like, last year? I think so. Oh, I think it was our Christmas one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so it's been a few months, so yeah. So it's it's about time for another. Bro- well, technically, we had uh, that one show where there was some tragic difficulties where we had Brian on. So technically, that was a broadcast, but this is like the broadcast, the original, this is, <laughs> this is OG broadcast, the original. Yeah, this is the original cast. So yeah, we had some difficulties getting Lauren. I thought we were supposed to record last week, so I gave her a time that wasn't the right time and then she didn't get my email about the right time and then jackie i don't know where jackie is and churro well churro's here so that's good i'm always here so i mean
1: uh, i'm not going anywhere so yeah there's more cinnamon sugar to go around you know
0: exactly so, uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union. And we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro? KH2.co.uk, Original kingsta baby. That's right, that's right. So we've got a two-segment show today. We're having a uh, shorter news segment, but a nice, long, juicy, beefy, probably the longest we've had in a very long time, long question segment. So we're going to take a lot of user-submitted questions, and we're, just the two of us, we're going to answer them. Right, Chiro? Right. So that's going to be awesome. So, as usual, uh, in terms of announcements, uh, stickers go to those who have their questions answered in the question segment. Uh, Also, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are fair game, so just fair warning to anybody who hasn't played it yet. Um, And just want to throw this out there. So, just like today is the Big Juicy Question segment episode, next episode is going to be a Big Juicy Burning Question episode. So be prepared for that. Uh, and that reminds
1: me, when are we going to get a big juicy news
0: segment? <laughs> hopefully hopefully the one after this one because that will be the one after E3. So.
1: Yeah, I'm still trying to get it there, folks. I'm still trying to cross crossing my fingers. You know, everybody yeah. say prepare prayer for me.
0: So, yeah, hopefully Cheryl will be at E3 so we'll get the inside scoop. And uh, so, yeah, uh, basically, so this sh- show is going to be the big – Question segment one. Next show is going to be the big burning question one, and hopefully, you know, depending on what happens at E three, uh, maybe we'll get lucky and Kingdom Hearts three will be announced. If that's the case, then it'll be the big news mm, segment. Yes, episode. That'll be
1: the big news segment. And but thing is that would there anybody be listening because the whole world would end.
0: True, true. There, I, I think, I think uh, Newton's fourth law of physics was if Kingdom Hearts three D is announced, the world will implode. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's his fourth one.
1: Yeah, that is the fourth one. So, uh, thing is, is that do we really want Kingdom Hearts 3 to be announced? Do we, are we I really still, willing to sacrifice kind of the know. fate of the world for Kingdom Hearts 3?
0: As long as the the world lasts through the trailer, I'm okay. I don't even need to play the game. As no, long as I sudden, can see like the, the trailer. trailer starts,
1: it's like one second of like footage, all of a sudden, it's just, just big, one giant rickroll.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, something like that. Or goodness or if it was like the skyrim announcement trailer where it was just like it was just black a black scene with you know text on the screen and an old man talking and then a logo if that's all it is
1: all of a sudden you hear like like master's know voice it's just like all oh, that deep and rough voice and then just, oh yeah that's
0: all you get that's it yeah that's <laughs> that i think that'd be enough that'd be enough for the world to end yeah seriously So, anyway, speaking of news, let's move on to the news segment. News! Alright, so, pretty pretty light on Kingdom Hearts news, uh, this show. But there is some. uh, The only one we figure is worth talking about, even for a little bit, is... um, uh, Basically, there was a European special event for Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Kind of like the one that uh, was in Japan. Uh, Basically, they invited some fans to come... uh, basically come to the studio and uh they basically presented videos of the game and then had them comment on it and then they handed out cool merchandise and whatever stuff everybody gets so it, it wasn't really that surprising but i figure everybody should be aware of it it was in london
1: i just wonder how big this thing is going to be i mean with the japanese version the japanese version went all out with it i mean like, when they yeah. uploaded the their special commercial to it it was just like wow it's like amazing, and then like then they even had a contest to go with it, because yeah. like the people who were involved with the campaign had a chance to win even more prizes when you voted on who was you know the best comment that you know they exactly. wrote about the the games.
0: I don't know, man. Uh, but to be honest, I looked at the group photo and I counted fifteen people, and I think at least one of them was with Square Enix. So I don't I don't think it's that big. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like. <laughs>
1: Because, like, when I posted the news, it was just like a lot of people were just like, oh, man, you know, I don't live in that area and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's like usually when Square Enix does something like that, everybody jumps at the chance of it. I mean, it's just so weird not to see a lot of people for Square Enix Europe.
0: I don't know. Maybe because it's London or maybe it was just a too short term announcement uh but short yeah. term
1: announcement and you know i mean it was like what two weeks before or a week before they announced it yeah that,
0: that was, was kind of weird like it was a really quick turnaround time plus like, it was like really random too <laughs> yeah and why why even do it now i mean it's not coming out till the end of the year it makes no sense why not yeah, do it at I the mean, end of the year I,
1: th- I think that's why that's why i'm that's why i'm predicting square enix north america is probably waiting a little bit longer on yeah. it yeah so i don't know so that, maybe, that was... maybe they'll do something, like, on their... Because you know how the summer is, usually they do big stuff for it. Yeah. Like uh, San Diego Comic-Con packs. True. Maybe they're, they'll do something for those two events, and they'll merge them together for, like, an advertising promo for the game in the fall.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were, like... Uh, maybe it was, like, secretly a focus group, and they were, like, trying to see what they thought about some new DLC. Sora gets a mustache... <laughs>
1: Ooh, I like that. Or, They're so, so, Sora gets a tattoo.
0: Sora gets a tattoo. Sora, <laughs> Sora goes to the mall. Sora gets groceries.
1: He gets groceries. He gets new shoes.
0: Yeah. He he, he
1: takes ballroom lessons.
0: Ballroom lessons. <laughs> it could be useful in the future. You never know. You want to take yeah, Kingdom you know. Hearts in a new direction. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that was basically all the you know Kingdom Hearts news. There was some other stuff, but nothing really like. Too huge, just plus, a random. Plus, event.
1: plus, well, we don't even know what really went on there because I don't think yeah. they're even going to be able to talk about it. So,
0: exactly. So we have to could, wait and see. Anything could transpire, really. Uh, but I think they couldn't even play the game. Like it didn't. It didn't seem like they played it. It, it seemed like like from like, the pictures, I probably just
1: watched like a presentation. Yeah, about what that was the weird. Is going to be about.
0: Yeah, that that part was weird. So it was a very confusing event to say the least. Well, anyways, moving on to stuff that's also confusing. Uh, we're going to cover some Square Enix related news because, of course, Kingdom Hearts is uh, primarily developed by Square Enix. So it's sometimes a good gauge to judge what's going on with the company, to judge what's going on with the game we love. So uh, first bit of news, um, the chief financial officer and soon to be CEO, Yosuke Matsuda, uh, basically pledged that the uh, Square Enix is going to be examining all properties and operations of the business uh, so for those of you that don't know or didn't listen to last show uh, basically what happened was uh, during the turn of the qu- quarter or the turn of the next fi- financial year uh, Yoichi Wada the current CEO that soon will not be the CEO uh, submitted his resignation from Square Enix and um, and yosuke matsuda is going to be taking over for him and uh basically when asked what you know what's your next steps uh he's basically said that he's examining everything in the company and he actually went as far as to say that no property and no function of our business uh is being quote unquote left out in the rain so he's basically everything is on the chopping block, potentially, or potentially could be getting more funding, it it could, basi- could,
1: which is a good thing because exactly because we could be seeing the sequels that uh, the fans have been wanting for years, like uh, maybe uh, or or uh, remakes, maybe mm-hmm. a Chrono Trigger remake.
0: It's definitely possible people. that something like that could happen. But yeah, basically, what's going to happen is they're going to examine their business and see what works, see what doesn't work, and cut out all the fat. So that's you know that. It- I'm it could
1: be a big step in their direction. I mean, it's about time they finally, you know, take a look at what they have and see what works. I mean, instead of just throwing out, you know, yep. ports after ports and mobile games after mobile games.
0: Yep, ports, mobile games, reboots. We need less Theat Rhythm. We need less All the Bravest. We need more Chrono Trigger, Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. You name it, and we need some new titles as well. So, you
1: know, new IP, you know, new I IPs. I actually wrote a uh, a feature on Gaming Union about yeah. top ten changes that Square Enix needs to make. So, if you guys want to check that out, you know, some pretty good points on there.
0: Definitely, and I would I would say on the top of my list would definitely be uh, new IPs. Uh, also, also uh, holding off on titles that have been getting too much attention. Uh, yeah, because some some
1: titles need a break.
0: Yeah, some titles definitely.
1: Unless you're like Ubisoft and try to whore out uh, Assassin's
0: Creed, <laughs> yeah. How, how's that turning out for them now?
1: <laughs> uh, the, it's not turning out pretty good because yeah. a lot of fans are getting sick of Assassin's Creed.
0: Exactly, and and that's pretty crazy because like when it first started out, everyone was very excited. First Assassin's Creed, you know, it was great. Second Assassin's Creed, you know, a surprising case when a sequel is actually better than the original. So people were really hyped up. And then their first like spin off game, Brotherhood, apparently was really good. And then after that, yeah, not pretty much, so like, much like Brotherhood was like
1: everybody saying Brotherhood was the best out of the series. And then yeah. Revelations came out, which the story was you know horrible. Yep. And then Assassin's Creed Three actually it went di- it, it took a nosedive. Yep, even deeper. And now you get Assassin's Creed Four coming out almost it's a year later, which you know doesn't yeah. really move the story along pretty much, and it's. Pretty much turned into a big giant mess if they don't get their act together about it.
0: Pretty much, so just just goes to show it's not just Activision that uh, can screw up a yearly release cycle. It's pretty much anybody. Games take longer, uh, or at least really should take longer, and should get give, be given the time that they deserve. And actually, though that that isn't necessarily the case for Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed. Because uh, they have multiple teams, so each game does is secretly in development for like years. But the fact that they're all coming out in so so much rapid succession, people get sick of it. So, but
1: that but the only really difference is that Call of Duty still sells more than Assassin's Creed ever. will True, get.
0: true. Yeah, they've got a capture of a different market that is a bit. Shallower. I, I so, mean, so when, when I
1: first saw e three videos of the first Assassin's Creed, I thought it was like, I mean, here it is, like a new IP, you know, new idea coming in. Nobody's, yep. you know, really get to see stuff like this before. And now it's just like a overused book, you know.
0: Oh yeah. And I, but to be honest, if if they were releasing the same games, maybe a little bit better in some of them, but if they were releasing the same games, but they were just spaced out, literally that being, you know, one of the only changes. I think people would have a better perception of Assassin's
1: Creed. True, true. But, you know, you got to look at what they're doing. I mean, 3 wasn't exactly the best one. I mean, sure, you got a really true. bland main character, you know, who didn't really think for himself – uh, you had like a half majority like three like half of the game was like one giant tutorial
0: yeah yeah you know, I, would say, glitches, I would say i would say there's
1: that- a lot of bugs and all that so it's like yeah. you didn't really put too much effort into this big awaited title that everybody was waiting for
0: yeah the the yearly release isn't the only problem with assassins creed i'm just thinking that at the very least if they just did that you know you know by by them moving it back you know they would get more time so it would be better and then people would be ready for it and more receptive i mean look
1: f- at a uh, kingdom hearts i mean Cage 3 d you know was released it, what was announced about 2010 it was released 2012 yeah. you know look at it it took two years for the game to come out but it had like game breaking glitches in it um I'm, I'm hearing that uh H the kingdom Hearts hd 1.5 remix is having some issues too, like freezing issues and, mm-hmm. uh, sound issues as well. So, you know, it's, it's not, maybe it's so, starting to take its toll yeah, it's on the not yearly such a, releases.
0: Not such a great idea to do yearly releases. Uh, but anyway, speaking of releases that take forever <laughs> or dun, not, dun, not so dun. much, uh, also in the Square Enix related stuff, Nomura has come out to say that Final Fantasy versus 13 will be shown again Soon ish. So Maybe. you might, so you might be scratching your head and wondering, why are you talking about a Final Fantasy game on Kingdom Hearts Union? This isn't Final Fantasy Union. Why are you stealing their thunder? We're not trying to steal their thunder at all. However, um, Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen uh, is a very important title with regards to a Kingdom Hearts uh, view of the universe, uh, because that t- that team that is working on Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen is the Kingdom Hearts console team, and the future. Of Kingdom Hearts three directly depends on what happens with verses, so it is important that we do keep abreast of what's going on. Also, Namura, who is directing Final Fantasy versus thirteen, is the same director. So, lots it's of it's kind
1: of funny how like majority of like everything Kingdom Hearts is yep. on Versus, Even Yoko Shimomura. she's working on the soundtrack. Yep. So it's like pretty much everything Kingdom Hearts is on this Final Fantasy title. So it's very important, guys. It's very yep. important.
0: Also, the best writer of Square Enix that also works on uh, the Kingdom Hearts team, uh Kaze Juge Nojima, he's writing Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. So if you were wondering where he's been all our lives and why Final Fantasy stories haven't been so great, uh, he's there been he working is. on this one. <laughs>
1: he's been working. It's on this been one. there. That's why uh, Toriyama's been doing all the writing so far.
0: Yep. Pretty pretty much. Uh, so, as a direct quote of what Nomura said, uh, basically on a, I think it was like a merchandise radio show or some sort of podcast that Square Enix yeah, put out. Yeah, it was
1: uh, Square Enix merchandising division radio show that just debuted. You know, yeah. the first show they did was Nomura a special guest.
0: Okay, so this is this is the first one. So if it sounds weird, well, it's new. So <laughs> yeah, so basically it was some sort of like podcast sort of thing where they announced new stuff new yeah products. and then they
1: were taking questions via twitter exactly and relaying into Nomura, and Nomura would
0: uh answer them gotcha so uh basically here was the direct quote from Nomura. <clears throat> uh basically he was asked uh what's what's going on with the news of uh final fantasy versus 13 so basically what he said was it's a delicate situation within the company the date for our next reveal is set and we are working toward preparing information for that Perhaps the details as to why the information couldn't be released might be touched upon with the next information announcement.
1: That's that's pretty much the more like answer.
0: Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty, pretty cut bland. and dry. Yep, pretty bland. Uh, no no reasoning around that. So basically, uh, he's he said that um, they're preparing some news and we'll tell you later. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like
1: saying, oh, we got something to but later. It's kind of like their uh, their PS4 announcement thing yeah. they did. It's like, oh, we're here. We got something to announce to you soon, but we're
0: not going to tell you now. We're going to tell you later. Exactly. So, th- though the good news is, um, you know, just reading into what he's saying, he says that the reveal is set and we are working toward preparing information for that. So right now, if I'm to read into what he's saying as to be truthful, what they are doing as a function of their team is they are preparing the next bit of content that they're showing off. So they are gearing up to show off stuff. Um, Basically, uh, what that tends to mean is they might be preparing uh, a trailer. They could be preparing a demo, Whatever it is, uh, generally speaking, uh, when it comes to game development, the stuff you see at E3, a lot of times that content is developed for E3. Now, you may not think that that makes any sense, but the way it works is you spend so much time in game development working on the engine and the basics of it that you don't actually make the game till a lot further along in the production cycle. So at this point, they basically will stop production on the back-end stuff, and they will actually develop to the final build quality all the stuff in the game, the graphics, the lighting, the textures. They'll basically polish it to look like what it would look like when it's released. Uh, For those of you wondering why Bioshock Infinite looks so different from the last time you saw it at E3, this is exactly why. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is in exact perfect example of this they basically had been working on an engine for a year and took some time to make a game out of it and what they made is sort of a demonstration of all the stuff that they've been working on nothing was necessarily finalized but it looked like it was final but as far as what you saw there that was basically all that exists that looked that good and that finished in Bioshock Infinite so might sound weird but that is kind of how it works
1: I mean it could also be a big thing, like a big Famitsu issue. Sometimes they will sure. do like a six like a ten, twelve page spread about it, maybe they're getting ready yep. for
0: that. Could be that. Now also, um another interesting part of it that he said was perhaps the details as to why information couldn't be released might be touched upon with the next information announcement. So the reason why, so there is a reason, and you can imagine that this reason could be potentially that it's moving to the next generation of consoles. I mean, to me, that's the only thing that really screams out, like, it From could Fantasy be a possibility. <laughs> or, could yes, that, that could be the next step, is that not only is it moving to another console, but it is also... Now being called Final Fantasy Fifteen, who knows? I, I, mean, I mean, that's
1: a that's a particularly a big reason, especially when mm-hmm. you go to a PS4 event and you tell people, "Oh, look out for E 3 you know.
0: Exactly. So. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff pointing to it. Also, the fact that um, on Rowan's website they basically listed their work back in 2012 as being. Uh, design work for Final Fantasy XV when they had designed the suit for Noctis and the dress for Stella and all the gowns and stuff that you saw in the party uh, in the trailer. So, you know, that was a recent change, and we hadn't heard anything from Rowan since 2008 when they – or maybe not 2008, maybe like 2010 – and, you know, just spur of the moment, in 2012, in the summer, after they show the Agnes Philosophy tech demo, they suddenly call it Final Fantasy 15 on their site. Um, <laughs> you know, so... Could of be, course,
1: they went on saying that, oh, it was just yeah, a mix-up. Yeah.
0: They, they said it was just a mix-up, but kind of a coincidental mix-up. I'm think you know, it could be possible that Agnes Philosophy might relate to Final Fantasy Versus 13. You never know.
1: That'd be one big twist that, it'd be the story
0: it would definitely be one big twist but if you look at um s- not all of it though but some of the artwork kind of looks like it could be a fantasy based on reality i mean her potion that she drank looked like a coca-cola bottle for god's sake so <laughs> gotta keep
1: up with the mainstream
0: gotta keep up with the mainstream and the guys had machine guns that look like 8k 47 so it's uh you know i don't know they nerf guns it's the guns you never know but yeah, there's definitely a lot pointing that uh Final Fantasy versus thirteen might be heading over to the PS four and it may no longer be versus thirteen. I mean, type zero isn't a thirteen anymore, so certainly could happen to Versus again.
1: Well, only time to tell. It's only what, like forty something days until E three?
0: Yep. So we could possibly find out at E three or maybe Tokyo Game Show if we're severely unlucky, but I doubt it. Uh That's anyway. what I say yeah. give your support to Truro. hopefully Troy will be there to witness it well anyways so uh, our next show when we have our big burning question burnout um, we'll basically ask this question Uh, what will Square Enix announce for E3 and what effect will it have on Kingdom Hearts so on the same line of what we've been talking about with Versus 13 and E3 and all these announcements this is the
1: uh, pre E3 question
0: yeah so Basically, next show, when we have our big burning question blowout, what we want you to do is, on the episode release thread, we want you to tell us what you think Square Enix will announce at E3 and what effect will it all have on Kingdom Hearts. That's not to say that they may announce something specifically for Kingdom Hearts. They don't really have to. They have uh, the 1.5 remix coming, but... Um, it could be that, you know, you say, Oh, Final Fantasy versus thirteen will be announced to be this, that, the other, and I'll be out next year. So, I mean that that alone, as we've sort of explained, that alone would have, you know, major implications of on Kingdom Hearts. Like, if it went on a next gen console, Kingdom Hearts three is most likely going on a next gen console, pretty unquestionably. So I, it's
1: you know, sky's the limit right now. Maybe the last two games releasing on the current gen would be, you know, one point five possible.
0: It is possible. So we don't know. So let's see what you think. And if you're wrong, well it's your fault. <laughs> that and if sounds we're terrible. wrong, no. It's uh, our fault, too. It's just, nobody's fault. It's Nobody still your pre- fault. Nobody <laughs> can predict the future, especially Nomura. Jeez, you can't predict that guy. Yeah, just 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 blame Brandon like we always <laughs> do. <laughs> you can just blame me. No, that only applied to that one episode. So, but uh,
1: I, I, I that is still, res- still in effect.
0: We, ta- we all take our own responsibilities for our own silly statements. So, anyways, moving along to our giant juicy question segment, we have our first question from Skylar127. And Skylar asks, um, The Kingdom Hearts series slash Nomura has thrown a lot of curveballs our way throughout the years. Which plot point or twist has been the hardest for you to swallow?
1: Well, would the answer of uh, Yen said redecorating everything (laughs) be a possible answer? (laughs) I I know everybody just makes jokes about that. But for me, it's just a whole thing with... For me, that got me really kind of... Hard to swallow, as you know. The question said was the whole Ansem, the Wise, and Xehanort yep. name thing. That's the that's one exactly I can really ex- swallow the most because it's like they made a big deal about him being Ansem. Yeah. and Kingdom Hearts two guns. and it's all like, oh no, that's not that's not Ansem. No, it's
0: not. No. For me, that's the biggest one. I I can't think of anything that would top the whole. You know, but actually, no. It, that wasn't Ansem. That was Zehanort's Heartless. No, it was that wasn't even Xehanort. That was Xehanort's Heartless. So, and like this, is like the first time we actually ever heard about Xehanort. And exactly. It's
1: like, and you're like, who the hell is Xehanort?
0: Exactly. That, so, so and, and,
1: you, and you didn't even get touched up upon it, like until like almost like halfway through the game, where you see, you know, Xehanort in the game, but then you did not even know who he is at the time because mm-hmm. you're still referring to him as Ansem.
0: I seriously can't think of a reason that 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 would make sense. I I can't think – I mean I understand what the game says about it and I understand the rationale that they have attributed to it after the fact. uh, But it doesn't make sense. If I were purely coming in from Kingdom Hearts 1 – or Kingdom Hearts One and Chain of Memories coming in from just those two games, like you're supposed to. There is no precedent for that. There's no explanation for that. There's no reason to do that. I mean, why midstream would you change the name of your main villain? It's like exactly. Changing-
1: I mean, even in Chain of Memories, it's like you know, when you go through Riku's story, they refer his you know scent as him, but you don't know who him is. Exactly. And like, like I said, you don't even know Xehanort's name until, you know, halfway through Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, which is, you know, that's what, two, two full games and then a half of a, you know, third one before you finally introduce, you know, this, this character.
0: Exactly. It's like if in the middle of Empire Strikes Back they decided to say, oh, uh, Darth Vader's name was actually Darklebad. His name is Darklebad. Darklebad. (laughs) So, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to change the name of a character, let alone a villain, for any reason. You know, now, again, there's going to be people that can't look past the plot and say, oh, no, 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 there was a a reason. Because he was like, he he was an apprentice and he was jealous of Ansem the Wise and no, 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 no. We're not talking about the plot reasons that they've added after the fact. We're talking about just raw, it's a story, and you can write whatever the hell you want. We're talking about that. He could have written it as Anson the whole way through. He could have planned that the whole way through. There is no reason to change the name of a character. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh my god
1: it's just like and then when then then you know near the end of the game when you know Diz finally reveals himself as Ansom the Wise <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh god this crap again and then like when um Sora reunites with Kairi and Riku he he says he he even Sora says Ansom, wait no Xehanort's heartless even he's confused <laughs> it's like I'm like okay so here we go again
0: yeah I would say some of the stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3D was kind of uh, kind of like that but I don't know to me there's nothing nothing is worse as your first curveball just like, n- nothing will place your first kiss. Well, <laughs> you know, well, it's like it that, exactly.
1: <laughs> but, but, but this curveball was like way away from the plate, which got away from the exactly. catcher, which enabled a run to score. So. Exactly.
0: This made no sense. There was no precedent for it. It made no sense. Therefore, even though there have been some other ones that have been even more confusing to understand, this is definitely conclusively the dumbest one and hardest exactly. one to swallow. Yep. So uh, anyway, Cheryl, you want to take the next one?
1: Yep, this one's from Crimson Dragoon, and they write, "What is the one thing that Kingdom Hearts Epic failed on? My example: no spectators in Mount Olympus, yet we hear cheers."
0: Yeah, so <laughs> in a similar situation, but this c- more comes from, um, you know, just lack of budget, and you just there's only so much a team can do in a certain amount of time. You know, what was Kingdom Hearts failed on? Um, I would say something similar to Mount Olympus not having a crowd. I would say the scene at the end of Pride Lands where Simba comes up to Pride Rock and roars, there is no music. Um, what? And (laughs) all of the music in Kingdom Hearts 2 in Pride Lands is terrible. And how about Belle dancing with the Beast in that horrible MIDI version of, (laughs) of Beauty and the Beast? I mean, there's... And Count, countless... I would say Kingdom Hearts 2 is the biggest offender of all of these because I don't know what happened. I'm guessing they really, really had a tight budget or really had a really tight That or they, or they tried to out...
1: I mean, I bet you there was any... They were trying to outdo themselves for Kingdom Hearts yeah. 1. They tried too hard, I guess. They tr- yeah, def-
0: definitely tried too hard. In Indiana, it doesn't even matter. And for me, <laughs> to me,
1: I think one of the biggest epic fails, you know, was the development of Kyrie.
2: Yes, Because true.
1: here, you know... You know, from the very first game, you know, we see how important she is with her being a Princess of Heart. And yet, through seven titles, she's still not an important character. She's not, she hasn't really contributed to the fact, anything besides the fact that she's a Princess of Heart. And with the, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3D saying, you know, the seven lights and seven guardians, you know, with the whole Princess of Heart thing being protected, and with her being one of the surprises. Surprise keyblade fighters for the side of light. You know, it's like, it, yeah, we're gonna be seeing that, but it's like, how far? How much do we have to see before we actually see Kyrie be worthwhile to the exactly. entire story?
0: And not to mention, it took giving her a keyblade to make her important, and that's pretty. That's pretty pathetic. Like,
1: like we, like you. Said, oh yeah, that's another the curve one. Ball, the curveball. <laughs> the curve kingdom hearts March Two was Kyrie getting ran and getting a <laughs> keyblade, which was explained later. And Birth by Sleep, which yeah. is, you know, like we said before, a major curveball.
0: Also, and uh, this one's more subtle, and I, it, it definitely has more precedent to it, because there is precedent for this, but it was never explained, it was Riku's Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 2. There was no explanation for it, he just got it. Now, we understand why he has it. I mean, he, he wielded a Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 1, and, you know, from Birth by Sleep, you know, Terra sort of blessed him with the Keyblade, but there was no actual scene where Riku suddenly summoned the Keyblade for the first time in some sort of like important fashion. Like it was just like, Oh, I've got this keyblade now. It kinda looks like the coolest sword ever. Uh, but you know, I just have it now. You know, that's basically how it was treated.
1: No, I mean I mean, especially with the whole thing with Kairi. He didn't say how he got it or you don't yep. see where you pulled it from. All it was just here, oh, here you take go. it. Here <laughs> you like, go. have fun. Just like yeah. just like just fiddles with her hair. Go go on go on and play.
0: It's like some guy just magically appeared and was like, oh, um, here's these two Keyblades. Uh, this one's for you and this one's for the girl. So
1: <laughs> Have fun with it. It kind of makes you reminds me of Once Upon a Time when a fairy gets summoned out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, this reminds me so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that pretty much goes to show you Kingdom Hearts 2 is a... If you have to ask us, where's the biggest epic fails? I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is it. I mean, a lot of people like Kingdom Hearts 2, and for a lot of people, Kingdom Hearts 2 was their first Kingdom Hearts game, but uh, there was a lot of epic fail that went on in Kingdom Hearts 2. And I,
1: I still stand behind it. That They just tried too hard to in themselves.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking what happened is when they got the bigger budget, they didn't know what their limit was, and I think they probably... Thought. Oh my God! Look at this budget they're giving us. Kingdom Hearts One was such a success. We have this huge budget now. We can do anything. And Probably, then they realized. Yeah, Wait. Nomura, no, didn't you not Did say
1: that he had to put a lot of stuff that he did in the Deep Dive video into mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Two, like yep. all the text and everything that he wrote True. for it?
0: Yep, that too. So I'm, I'm thinking they just they weren't ready for the responsibility of all that money and pressure. I don't think they were ready for it. So hopefully. I say hopefully they'll learn from this, but they're also the team that's on Final Fantasy versus thirteen right now. And that game is in this state. I don't know how exactly. much is their fault. I mean
1: I'm sure that after three is done they have a lot of things they learned and one if there's gonna be a next set of uh you know, trilogy or whatever you wanna say yeah. how you look at it, that they don't make the same mistakes as they yeah. did.
0: Definitely. Now, one thing that I will say, sort of speaking towards that trilogy and the whole state of Square Enix, is that this whole trilogy mindset and this whole, like, side game mindset, this came as a direct result of Square Enix uh, merging—well, Square and Enix merging. Because in 2003, when that happened, first thing that happened that was announced, Advent Children and the compilation of Final Fantasy VII— That whole nonsense thing that totally ruined Final Fantasy VII. I don't care what anyone says. I I personally don't like Advent Children as a film. I don't think it's a good film. I think it's a good uh, fight scene. (laughs) That's about it. Um, Then after that, they had the Fabula Nova Crystallis series and the Kingdom Hearts trilogy of side stories. So, I mean... It's been nothing but these side stories and sequels, and it's all happened since 2003. Literally, a decade has gone on with this nonsense.
1: I mean, don't you don't you remember when you played a Final Fantasy game that took care of every single thing in one game?
0: Yeah, like all the geez.
1: side stories, the character development, and all that. But now you now it's all about creating side stories and sequels and prequels just to <sighs> develop a character or introduce a character, and it's just kind of getting, you know, nauseating to...
0: Way out of you hand. You know,
1: for all this, you know, just to follow a simple story, you know.
0: Definitely has gotten way out of hand. I hope that's not what the future holds. I hope they focus on a title at a time again. Mm-hmm. Just take take it every day as a new a new special thing. Don't ruin it. Um, so yeah, I think that... I'm trying to think if there was any other epic fail moments. I can't really think of too many because i mean since kingdom hearts 2 the osaka team has taken over and they do a pretty good job i don't think that they've really had any epic fail moments unless unless you
1: want to count the entire storyline for recoding
0: well that yeah that that was yeah that game i, I wouldn't blame the osaka <laughs> team but yes that the entire storyline yeah that was probably an epic fail
1: i mean i mean it, it had some of the i had a great combat system i mean because it built yeah. on what birth by sleep started but
0: the story what you did did
1: for the entire duration of the story it's just to get the secret ending was just like yeah well you could have just told me that in the beginning
0: (laughs) exactly it's kind of funny that recoded or coded and recoded well the same same game but coded is like the cutesiest game in a game that's based off of disney and it's the only one that doesn't fit in it's kind of Kind of ironic that that's that's kind what of like the best happens. child of the exactly. Kingdom Hearts series, and you'd think because it's the cutesy game that it, it wouldn't have that problem, but it does. And for that reason, that it's too cutesy, it doesn't make any sense within the context of Kingdom Hearts. So it's kind of funny. I don't think there's really too many epic fail moments in Kingdom Hearts 3D, but uh, yeah, I think the Osaka team's done good so far. Um, let's move on to the next one. So I guess. Yep, that's me. I'm going to take that one. All right, so... And this comes from 13Darkness, and she has... I'm guessing it's a she, or maybe a he. But she has a great question that we'll get to talk about some of the... The backbone of how our podcast works. So, yesterday I noticed in the podcast description you guys wrote, and I quote, Will Kingdom Hearts get its own Theat Rhythm Game? A question I asked, and so I wondered what happened. And basically... She asked that question, and it was featured in the podcast description but not in the show. So before we answer that question, because we will answer this question now, but I do want to give a, a little bit of an explanation as to why that can happen. So basically, we, when we make an outline for the show, we put in a lot of questions just in case we run out. And basically, what happens is our show, once we were done recording it, we hand over our recordings to Brian. Brian edits them together, and he also, based on what we have in our outline, he will then write the description.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Brian. I'm also known as Tweaks, and I am the one who edits the podcast. What I wanted to do is I wanted to just jump in real quick and tell you exactly what happened and why this happened. Now, everything that Brandon has said up to this point is exactly true. They record the show, they send me all of their files and the outline that they were working for. And then what I do is I take all of those files and I begin editing. And the way that I edit is essentially I'm just taking out a lot of the awkward pauses, all of the spaces that we have in there to make it sound very conversational, like everybody's sitting in the same room, even though we are literally world apart at times. Um, So, But what I've been able to do, I've developed a method where I can actually edit these things visually rather than having to listen, okay, and say, oh, I've got to change that and go back, yada, yada, yada. Now, I do listen through to every single show because I have to make sure that the cast members don't have to pause for any reason. Maybe a dog's barking or somebody has to take a leak or something like that. So I am listening through, but I usually finish editing before I finish my complete listen-through. When I finish editing, I usually go ahead and start multitasking. And what I do is I go ahead and I immediately start writing up the summary for each show. And I'll choose the first couple of questions in the outline. I'm like, they're probably going to get to those questions. But as I continue my listen-through, if I discover that they have not gotten to a question that I've written in the summary, I'll go back into the summary that I've written, and I will X that out. I'll delete it. I'll get rid of it. But in this particular case, what must have happened is I just missed it. I wrote it in the summary, but in my listen-through, I missed the fact that they didn't do it. So, my bad! And back to the show. With that said...
0: We will uh, answer that question. So, Churro, will Kingdom Hearts get its own Theatrhythm Rhythm game?
1: I hope so. I mean, Kingdom Hearts has a lot of fantastic music, and you know, in, in their entire soundtrack. And I mean, the artwork for Theatrhythm Rhythm, you know, is basically based on you know the Avatar Kingdom. So, I mean, why not? You know, I I know there's a lot of you know properties involved with Disney, you know, mm-hmm. so but. Hey, it, it, uh, I had no problems with Theat Rhythm. I actually enjoyed it, but I would love to do mini-games like that with Kingdom Hearts music instead.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the other out and I'm going to say no, I don't want a Theat Rhythm game made. And my reasoning is not that Theat Rhythm was bad. I think everything that you said sure was true. I, I thought Theat Rhythm was a great game. I thought it was a lot of fun. However, it is the most cash-grabbiest good game you can probably have. It's about the the most evil good game you can have. It's not as it's not bad like all the bravest was on iOS. So it's not a bad game, but it is a cash grab game. It's a game that is primarily based to be a preview, and you pay a lot of money for DLC. I actually did check, and the calculation for it, um, I, I think right now on the 3DS, is like a hundred and seventy dollars if you want to pay for the game. And for all the DLC in the yeah, rhythm, 170 bucks to play an entire rhythm game with all the characters and all the music and all the everything, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't think I that mean, is a good idea. iOS is more
1: expensive though, but yeah, they iOS get is more even exclusive more exclusive content than what the 3DS doesn't have.
0: Yeah, that's that's even more crap than <laughs> I don't even want to bring up. But yeah, it's for that reason now. If that that said, if that was included as a minigame for the Kingdom Hearts browser game, I'm fine with that. If that was included as a mini game in a Kingdom Hearts uh, proper game and it was just there for free and you could play it, that would be awesome. I would love that. Like, Fiat Rhythm is a really fun game. I think the game itself is fun. I think the business model is pure evil and from the pit of hell and should never come out ever again. But it has came out <laughs> – well, it it's did hell come on out. earth. I don't want it to come back. That's that's my thing.
1: Um, I don't I don't know about that, but you know, yeah, like I said, I I loved it because it killed time for me. It's one of those few games that I can play game. that kills time, and plus, I get to listen to fantastic music as I'm doing it. So
0: yeah, so. Okay, well, I guess we can agree to disagree. I'm just hoping that when Yosuke Matsuda is looking at all the properties and looking at the chopping block, Fiat Rhythm is one of those things that gets chopped off the end, and hopefully some you know nice person that has a nice business plan within Square Enix can pick it up out of the rubbish bin and uh, make something nice out of it, something that's not totally evil and trying to suck all my money out of my pocket.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the whole plan, though? That's a business
0: Yep, that's it's something, something I can't agree with, and I will not support the at-rhythm ever again with my pocket.
1: Okay, well, you're sitting there doing nothing. I'll, I'll enjoy my Kingdom Hearts the at-rhythm over here. <laughs>
0: Sounds good. And,
1: and no, you cannot look over my shoulder.
0: <laughs> I will look over your shoulder. And Churro, you want to take this next one?
1: This is from Cage Crazy 14 and they write, Based on... When you guys saw the opening sequence for k 3D before even playing the game, what did you think the plot story was going to be?
0: Um, I have to make a confession. Uh, when I played Kingdom Hearts 3D, and actually, here's an epic fail that I want to bring up for Kingdom Hearts 3D. The opening sequence happens before the menu. And what I thought was going to happen was it was going to be like Birth by Sleep where they have like the opening movie and it's sort of like it's not the definitive opening movie. It's kind of like, you know, they sort of like tinted the scene and it wasn't really meant to be the opening movie that you watch. It was sort of like a trailer. And so I skipped it. When I first saw it coming up, I stopped it because I wanted to see it properly within the context of the game. So when I started the game, I didn't get the opening movie. and I was like, wait, what's going on? What's this all about? Why are we starting here? I want to see the opening movie, and it felt very confusing and very jarring to not have wait, that didn't opening they, movie. Wait,
1: doesn't it play twice though?
0: No, it doesn't. Because
1: it, cause, cause doesn't it play when you load it up, and then you start a new game, it plays it again? That's nope. what I always thought it was.
0: Nope, didn't start when I when I started my game, and maybe maybe I was just unlucky and pressed start too many times. But when I started my game, I did not get the opening movie. Oh, the guess, only time uh, I could ever watch it was I'll, at the beginning.
1: I'll, uh, Confirm or confirm that once. We're yeah, done well, here. that's
0: <laughs> if that's if that's not true, and I was just unlucky. Then that was my experience with the game, and it was terrible. I hated that. Then I you, mean,
1: you must have got a bad copy, or
0: your copy hated you, or something. <laughs> my copy might have hated me. I don't know. But that's what happened to me. So, uh, but to be fair, I did. I had seen the opening movie in a trailer for the most part. Um, so I'd already and it's seen like, it,
1: and it's like I already seen the trailer from the Japanese version. So it's yeah, like
0: <laughs> I mean, I've I'd seen it, but still. It was a bad experience, but I don't think I would have looked at that and thought anything about the plot. I'm pretty certain about Kingdom Hearts games and the way their openings have been working lately. They don't serve the story. They just serve as a recap to their ridiculous stories.
1: Pretty much. I mean, I agree with that. I Which mean,
0: makes no sense because they don't provide any plot information. They, do, You can't honestly tell me that you can look at a Kingdom Hearts opening and know exactly what happened. They, they make no sense.
1: Take take a look at Kingdom Hearts 1 opening. You can't explain what happens Yeah, right off the bat.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, Kingdom Hearts 1's opening wasn't a recap. So, I mean, it, it was, was kind of, like, encapsulated. I couldn't yeah, look, I couldn't tell you that looking at Kingdom Hearts 2's opening, I could look at that and tell you exactly what happened in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories had I not played those games already.
1: Yeah, that's what they... You know, just like you said, it's just to recap events. I mean, they, um, Days, you know, just... I mean, Days' version is different because it's just introducing um their organization members mm. and then you know recoded did you know it re- re- recapped everything from like you know King- kingdom hearts 2 until now since it's you know recoded is a yeah. sequel to cage 2 and then KH 3d yeah, I mean basically with the end of recoded we it took what we knew and pretty much just showed you a glimpse of what to expect in kingdom hearts 3 that's all it was
0: definitely i would say functionally, what those openings are supposed to do is to recap the games, but they only serve one market and that's the market that does not need the recap. It's the person that's already played the games. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that are going to understand what happened. The people that come in fresh, they're not going to know anything from those openings. Just that it looks well, the cool. And
1: plus those are the same ones that I kept saying that they were tired of uh, side stories. Yep. So... You know, well, they better get their butts in gear and play the HD remix when they come out, so they can get caught yeah. up on everything.
0: That's going to be the only way they can catch up these days. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't think you could get any of the plot information from the st- from the from the opening. I mean, the opening is too much about the previous games. I don't think there's anything related to you know Dream it's kinda Drop like Distance. The, really, it's
1: kind of like how uh, Star Wars opens up with the whole. You know, text and everything—it's kind of like that, but except that instead of text, you get uh pretty CGI.
0: Yeah, except the text you can read and you can understand what they meant.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's what I said. All you get yeah. is pretty c- CGI. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, uh, let's move on to the next one, and the next one is from Airtrick twenty four seven. And Airtrick asks uh, if you could replace the soundtracks for different. Characters in Kingdom Hearts with a pop song. Which songs would you give to different characters, and why? Oh man, pop songs. Ah, uh, for me,
1: Kingdom Hearts related. You know, I have to go with my boys. You know, in sync. You know, anything from <laughs> them.
0: Yeah. You know? How about How about It's Tearing Up My heart When it's I'm tearing, With You With You. Who I mean, that, that That
1: could totally fit Sora and Kai's relationship, or even Sora and Riku's. Sora well, and matter. Riku,
0: Sora and Riku for <laughs> sure. Or, or maybe just literally for just one split second when uh, Dark Riku uh, jabs the Heart Keyblade into Maleficent. Just for that one moment, it plays that in sync song. <laughs> Tearing up oh, my
1: heart. I mean, I think InSync would totally fit in. I mean, I'm not so sure. Pretty about much Back any
0: Sync song, like, it's going to be me. Like, how about Roxas? Roxas would it's be all totally. About him. It's it's going to be me. I'm going to be the Keyblade master. The Keyblade chose me. I'm me. That's like his whole thing. So I'm thinking it, it's going to be me.
1: And, then, it, and also their song Bye 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 can fill with <laughs> Roxas because he's saying bye 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 to the <laughs> organization.
0: <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> the first, the first time it plays is when Riku uh, closes the door to darkness, and Sora's gone. He sort of sings, sings it muffled behind the door.
1: <laughs>
0: boy, boy, boy.
1: <laughs> bye bye bye,
0: <laughs> and that'll be the whole ending song. Is bye 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 in sync? Oh man, that's okay,
1: <sighs> man. I didn't really get. I mean, in sync was like my biggest pop group that I've known. Like in. My my junior high high school days. I don't really know much. So, I mean, I don't think anything Backstreet Boy related could be fit into it. I like I said, I didn't really get too big into the pop scene, but Insane Insane yeah. was my stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think if there'd be any other ones. I guess Britney Spears "Hit Me Baby One More Time" would be good for uh, for Lark scene because she's kind of mas- masochistic. So oh yeah, she, she'd like very- that. <laughs> Uh, I think those are good. How about oh oh um goodness? How about for the Vanitas sentiment? Can't touch oh. this by MC Hammer because he's so
1: fast. <laughs> he's so fast, and he, he can kill you in like one shot. So it's yeah. Like, oh oh, man, oh and you can't touch this.
0: And that song will also be played during uh, Lark when you fight Lark- sing in, in uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix. She is so fast in that game.
1: uh she she was the hardest one for me to beat. Yeah. Seriously in the data battle. So yeah. when that comes out, folks uh you're <laughs> in it. Yeah, seriously.
0: I would definitely say Larksine fits that bill. Or even Riku, uh when the the last fight with Riku and Kingdom Hearts One, he's pretty fast. Like he was... oh, oh I got it.
1: Ice Ice Baby when you fight Vixen. Ice Ice in, re- in Chain of Memories.
0: Oh uh, is there a good one for Axel A fire? Uh, I can't think of one. It's got to be a good one. Fire,
1: fire. We need fire.
0: Uh, I know. Th- I know. There's like this one. There is this one song by uh, what's his face, Sean Kingston. Fire on the dance floor. Yeah, that was a good I one.
1: Know. I don't know. I don't know that song though. Hmm.
0: I don't know. So yeah, those are some good ones. We don't listen to modern pop music. Modern pop music's stupid. <laughs> Says us yeah. hipsters.
1: Uh, i seriously have to agree with that i don't yeah. listen to anything on the radio like last last time i listened to something on the radio i was like what the hell is this crap and i just turned it off i'm like i'd rather just drive with no music on than listen to this
0: what was that one spice girl song if you want to be my lover that one a- <laughs> yeah. zigzag ah that one that one <laughs> I, I, mean, would, I, I would i would make that Kyrie's theme <laughs>
1: Yeah, because seriously, because since you know she doesn't have a
0: plot to permit, so if that's kind of saying. Tell love. me what you
1: want, Kyrie. What <laughs> Tell really me what you want. want.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, that w- oh, that's so perfect for her. What does she want? What do you want? What will it take to make you a good character? Goodness. <sighs> so lots of good ideas. I think I think we deserve some AMVs now. With I, I, all, I, I, I like
1: those. this. I like this question because it brought me back to like my 2002, 2003 like self. You know, finishing high school and then looking yeah. all the AMVs and like, <laughs> and like uh, like all the AMVs. Unfortunately, all the AMVs I saw were were deep dive related and yep. use evanescence and they can part. Yeah. Oh, oh, but those are not pop though.
0: <laughs> I know, Barbie those Girl, are- Barbie Girl for Aqua because the band that sings it is called
1: Aqua. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or. For- uh... It could even work for a nominee too. It could like, work she's for a Bobby girl.
0: Let's do in, it for all three of them: Kyrie, nominee, all of them, and and you could throw on Sheon. What's that a uh, uh, no doubt song that goes? I'm just a girl. Ah, oh, yeah, that one, that one too. I'm sure no doubt would fit in plenty of them. I'm sure oh, we're yeah. picking like the worst ones, and everyone's like, "Why are you picking like Lincoln Park and Evanescence? Those are like the most popular like AMV songs, and we're." That's why. Because we're hipsters. And that's why.
1: Like <laughs> I uh, I had to deal with like three years worth of people sending me, emailing uh, me videos when I had my site going up saying, check out my AMV. And I go to play yeah. it. It's. It's crawling in my skin. Crawling Set. in the end. Yeah. Uh, paper Crawl. cut. Yeah. Uh, one step closer. And then it's like Evanescence, like breathing to life. My immortal. Yep. Uh, going under, and I'm like, I have heard be, these songs Just because of times. they
0: use the same filter on their videos as Deep Dive, exactly, <laughs> kind of like, kind of it's like Instagram oldest. back then. Oh, seriously, but yeah, I th- I think we've thoroughly answered that one. And Churro, let's yeah. let's take our last question. This is from Rogue of Light, and they say, while some fans are
1: eagle, eager, not eagle, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs>
0: Fun. <laughs> we have some eagle fans. The Philid- Eagle, Phil-
1: Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Something like
1: that. While some fans are eager for an addition of romance to the Gate series, some people say when fit, it should stay far away from it. Do you think there's any way to bridge the gap between the fan base on this?
0: It's a very touchy subject. I know there's some people that don't want it. And honestly, I think it might be better for it, but I think it should happen. And I think it should happen because it, it's been hinted at a bit and i think there has to be something some sort of resolution to what's been hinted at now how can we bridge the gap that is the difficulty how much is too much for kingdom hearts
1: well i mean as long as it doesn't go all like uh lovey-dovey once upon a time on us yeah it it
0: can't be twilight it can't be titanic it can't be like full-on romance they're basically they would have to basically still be friends uh and at best they might hug or get well maybe get a kiss on the cheek or something well like
1: that. i mean that's i think that's the next step because like i mean they already had their hugging moments in both kingdom hearts yeah. games Kyrie, i'm referring to sora and Kyrie. <laughs> i mean then you have you know the whole drawing of the papu i mean okay. that's symbolism right there showing that you know hey it's like, i mean first it was sora saying i want to share you know this my destiny with yours and then at the end of kingdom hearts uh you know at the end Kyrie answers with yeah, you know, I wanna share it's kind of saying I like you and that's kinda of her sway saying I like you bad.
2: Okay,
0: Cheryl, I just had the best idea ever and we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna be like historians now. We're All gonna right. be making history right now. We're gonna come up with and this is gonna help everybody. We're gonna come up with the four bases of love progression in, in Kingdom Hearts, just like you can get to first base and third base in real life. <laughs> We're going to come up with it in Kingdom Hearts. So, in Kingdom Hearts, what would you consider to be first base w- between Sora and Kairi? Um Keeping it, like, really innocent. What would be first? Catching what?
1: a glimpse of each other, like a short glimpse, and then, like, a <laughs> eye contact. Maybe? Just eye contact.
0: That's, that's like, actually like a eye luxury.
1: and then turn away blushing. Kind of like that. <laughs> so that's first base like uh, that's first base second base would be like uh touching but not in in a perverted way but like hand contacts or hand on the shoulder you know hand
0: on the shoulder okay and then, minor contact so say. then so then naturally third base would have to be them hugging. Contact, like hugging hugging
1: holding, holding hands so what uh, is going
0: all the way with Kyrie and kingdom hearts
1: <laughs> uh a the- kiss
0: A kiss. Straight up kiss on the lips or just a kiss on on the cheek or?
1: I think kiss on the cheek would qualify as third base. I think kiss on the lips is more romantic. Okay. Because a kiss on the cheek can be interpreted as friendship as well.
0: Gotcha. So So. you heard it here first. So just a quick recap. The the four bases of Kingdom Hearts romancing. You got your, your looks with your blushing and your looking away. You got your... Minor, minor, cont- minor contact, contact to, no, no, to none of the no-no zones. <laughs> none, none of that. You got uh, third third base for Kingdom Hearts Romance would be a hug uh, or perhaps a kiss on the cheek. And going all the way would entail a kiss on the lips, peck or otherwise. Or, or I mean, I would say a, ma- a makeout is just
1: a little make too outs, much.
0: Makeouts o- the- over the hill. That wouldn't happen. But a kiss, like a normal kiss, not a not necessarily a peck, but like a you know a Disney kiss. You know yeah. it, they hold it there, but there's there's no time.
1: they hold it there for like no a couple tom. seconds. Sora's <laughs> arms around Kyrie's you know you know the bottom of her back, and then Sarah, uh, <laughs> Kyrie's arms around Sora's neck. You know so, that kind of kiss.
0: You just sort of like pause there at, on her bottom of her back. <laughs> I didn't know
1: what I was gonna say, so I was like. I gotta stop and think for a second.
0: This gripping her butt.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh that's, man. That's
1: that's uh, can, That's a uh, that's after. That's uh, a behind after. the scenes. That's, <laughs> that's the uh, director's cut.
0: That's the DLC. That's the final mix. <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Goodness, the uncut DLC. Well, actually, you know, just speaking on Disney kisses. If you now, this is I don't know. Maybe no one else is as dumb or weird as me when I watch Disney movies. But when I was watching Aladdin. When Aladdin and Jasmine kiss after a whole new world, there is definitely some tongue action going on. There is definitely tongue action going on because if you look when when carpet sort of pushes Aladdin up to kiss Jasmine, you can see like this like thing poking in the side of Aladdin's cheek. <laughs> it's oh, like, so now, obvious.
1: Now, now you're gonna make me want to go back and watch that. Now scene. you gotta watch that <laughs> scene that I hate you so much, Brandon.
0: Everybody who who hasn't noticed that definitely go watch a, just go go on youtube and watch a whole new world and most most recordings of a whole new world will also include that scene where aladdin drops jasmine off at the end when they kiss look at aladdin's cheek you'll see something poking out he definitely got tongue i'm just saying
1: <laughs>
0: it's, man, that's my only explanation for that
1: i'm just gonna have to watch that now man you're gonna I mean, have to watch that now you just gave me something to do
0: exactly on that note so we can get churro watching disney characters getting to the real first base um let's uh let's go into our music segment yay yay so we actually have uh, a song that isn't dearly beloved yay so that's something I, new finally uh we've got a cover of "Traverse town for once one of like the most popular one of those most amazing songs from kingdom Hearts. one for sure definitely one of my favorites uh, this one's called Traverse Town Kingdom Hearts guitar cover, uh, but don't let the uh, title fool you. This is like it's not just guitar; it's like a full band, and it's guitar and drums, and I think there's piano in it and stringed instruments, like I'm talking violins. Like it's pretty amazing stuff. This is done by someone on YouTube called Family Jewels Seven X. If you've ever heard of him, he's like one of the best, uh, you know, video game cover artists. Out there, he's a really good. He's not just a musician, he's like a music producer. Like, he produces music and it's amazing. So, uh, I will actually just so you can all go watch the video too. And his other stuff, uh, his name is Family Jewel 7X, and that's capital F and jewels, not like Family Jewels as in like the crown jewels or uh, a diamond, but it's J U L E S, jewels, like in the name Jewels. So, Family Jules capital F, capital J, seven, capital X. So go look him up on YouTube. He's awesome. He's got some Pokemon covers and Zelda and Mario and you name it, it's there. Also some Skyrim, I think. So that's cool. Yay. So definitely enjoy that. Um, and our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 28th of May. Um You can subscribe to uh, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk And just as a reminder, because this is very important that we all do this, um, once this episode is released there will be an episode release thread posted on Gaming Union. What we want you to do is go into that episode release thread and answer the burning question, which, just to remind you guys, the burning question for next show is, what will Square Enix announce for E3, and what effect will it have on Kingdom Hearts? So, like we said before, our next show is the big burning question episode, so let us know what you think will happen at E3 and how it will affect Kingdom Hearts and we'll feature you on the show, and Churro, how about we um, give out stickers to everybody we feature on the show? How does that sound?
1: Yeah, I mean both shows. I mean
0: yeah, both shows. So this show and next show. So uh, there's an opportunity for stickers for those who uh, are featured on the show for the burning question. So uh, once this episode, well. If it's already released, you're listening to it right now, so it's already released. Go on, go on, the, go, go on the release. It. Go and on answer the burning question. Go to gamingunion.net. Go on the forums uh, and uh, look for the Kingdom Hearts Union episode fifty-three uh, release thread and uh, post what you think will happen at E3 and how it will affect uh, Kingdom Hearts three or Kingdom Hearts in general, not just Kingdom Hearts three. And anyway, so it's our goodbye time, churro, man. We just had a lot of fun this episode. We did have a lot of fun. Another great bro show uh, wrapped up. Right like, 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 the bro show is like awesome. Yeah, it's, but but we gotta we gotta make sure we get more people on the next show. We can't. Uh, I mean, we need, can't spoil we them another, too much. We can't. A
1: podcast reunion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's been a long while since we had one.
0: So ho- hopefully, scheduling works out better next time.
1: Yeah, I missed you, Lauren. I
0: missed you, Jackie. Please come back to us. (laughs) Yes, please come back. Anyways, so uh, say your goodbyes. Goodbye, everybody. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye, and this has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.